Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, friends. Welcome. Let's begin with prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, as we now uh, look to the scriptures, as we talk about connecting with one another, uh, be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Leslie Parrott <clears throat> wrote a book a number of years ago called Relationships. And as I was um, uh, studying and trying to find articles for this, this sermon, came across uh, basically this quote. It says, friends, make the ordinary, such as running errands or eating lunch, for example, extraordinarily fun. And good friends ease our pain and lighten our load. Not only are good, our friends good for the soul, but for the body as well. Friends help us to ward off depression, boost, boost our immune system, lower our cholesterol, increase the odds of surviving with coronary disease and keep stress hormones in check. A half dozen top medical studies now bear this out. Their findings didn't seem to be influenced by other conditions or habits such as obesity, smoking, drinking, or exercise. The thing that mattered most was friends. What's more, research is showing that you can actually extend your life expectancy by having the right kind of friends. Friendship. When you look through scripture, there are uh, at least five, if not more, uh, clear friendships in the Bible. The first being is that of when God created Adam and Eve, they regularly communed and, and hung out together. Uh, I also think of God and his relationship with Abraham, Ruth and, and Naomi as well. Um, David and Jonathan, which we we studied uh, some uh, some months ago, one of the best examples of friendship in the Bible. And yet as well, Jesus and Peter and, and even the disciples, where they spent so much time together, uh, whether it's through the Gospels or even through the book of Acts, they were regularly together and, and <laughs> being together that, uh, that long in doing ministry requires a good, strong, solid friendship. And even uh, former Surgeon General uh, Vivek Murthy, Dr. Vivek Murthy, he says, loneliness and weak social connections are associated with a reduction in lifespan similar to that caused by smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Friendship. You know, in this day, and especially during this time that we're experiencing um, in the days of I don't know when you're watching this, whether it be a year from now or 50 years from now, but we're in the time of where, uh, in this pandemic of, of COVID-19, where we're having to wear masks, and, and essentially we are, uh, we are strongly uh, encouraged, if not even warned, to not hang around with others. And this, I, as I, I look out and I see the lay of the land, has caused some challenges. And, and while we have the technology today, of, of Facebook and, and Instagram and, and being able to watch videos on YouTube and, and whatnot, um, it, it creates this isolation. And yet we were not created 
to be separated. We were created to be together as family, as friends, as one. <clears throat> and so relationships are key. When we, when we look to scripture in Romans 12 verses 3 through 5, uh, Paul writes, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. And it's a clear illustration here in Scripture that as a body we are one body, where, as I believe it's 1 Corinthians as well, states where. Jesus is the head, and, and, and we make up the rest of the body. And, and as we've even preached on uh, this, um, this passage and also that of 1 Corinthians, where we are one body, we all uh, have different functions, and, and we all um, have maybe different backgrounds, but yet we all come together to be able to start, support the body and work together. When we look at the body, we know that the body is made up of many different organs and ligaments and, and, and bones. And each has their purpose. Each person is unique. Each person has their own identity. And each has something to offer that can be able to complement and be able to benefit the whole group. And much like friendship and relation where we're called to be one body. And that requires connecting and getting to know one another, and especially in a church. A healthy church is filled with many who are connected together, friendships being key. And how do we do that? We, well, we go by the basis that of love. And as well, when we look to uh, Scripture and, and how would you uh, define love, uh, well, <laughs> no better passage than that of 1 Corinthians 13, and especially verses 4 through 7, where love is patient, kind. It does not envy, it doesn't boast, and it's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and love always perseveres. When we look to uh, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan, and as uh, through this month, we're going to be uh, using this this story as the basis and, and the foundation, where the Good Samaritan, as, as we uh, will recall, where there was a lawyer and he he tests Jesus, you know, who's my neighbor? And he's, he's trying to earn his inheritance, his salvation. And essentially, Jesus tells a parable of uh, the Samaritan who helps uh, a Jewish man, where the Jewish man was ignored by a priest and, and a Levite. Uh, he'd been robbed, he'd been beaten. And yet this good Samaritan, out of the kindness and generosity of his, his heart, he saw this man on the ground, probably barely alive. Some would probably suggest that he was already dead and they'd left him for dead. Yet this good Samaritan, he intentionally, he intentionally connected with the wounded man. The good Samaritan, he had to stop. He had to check on him. 
He got on his hands and his knees. He, he cared for him. He tended to his wounds. And you know, sometimes as I was even thinking about this uh, passage, I, I think it hit me yesterday where uh, this man, he, he, as he, he risked his life for this man. And he, he, uh, he put his neck out there whereas he could have easily been attacked by perhaps the same guys or, or another group. Sometimes in friendship it means uh, connecting with others. It means taking a risk, you know. Uh, and, and a risk of <laughs> generally, you know, perhaps maybe many of us, including myself, I, I tend to be very shy. Uh, some people may not believe that. But I, believe it or not, I am actually very shy. And uh, sometimes it takes a risk to be able to, you know, comfortably put yourself out there and try to make new friends. And, you know, one of the, one of the things, though, that we can, we, uh, we've done and, and is now kind of standard is that we have the concept of social media, but it's interesting where we, we are probably... Uh, the most in, uh, interconnected humans of all time. Um, there are seven plus billion people in the world and almost four billion people are able to go onto the internet and almost four billion people are connected in some way onto social media where Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, or even something as uh, like Gmail, uh, Google, however the connections work. I, I'm not very familiar with that platform, but yet we're so interconnected and yet we also find high amounts of depression and loneliness. And social media, it's easy because you can easily try to follow somebody uh, or maybe sometimes you have to request to follow them and, and you can share likes of things that, that you like and, and yet you can also share your opinion. And, and it's an opportunity in many ways where, yes, information is able to be spread easily and, and you can learn and you can share like-minded ideas. And yet it's also, uh, it's a platform that also um, could be also very destructive. And, and especially when uh, perhaps maybe you're feeling lonely or depressed, uh, social media can cause, uh, create uh, even a negative self-perpetuating cycle. Um, it, when you feel lonely, depressed, anxious, or stressed, or even sometimes it, social media can become addicting and, and sometimes you, you might get FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, did, I, did I miss that post or did I miss that like? Um, we sometimes use social media to, to mask the, the sense of boredom. When's the last time perhaps maybe you went somewhere you had to sit down, like going to uh, the DMV or you had to wait in the waiting hall? And what do you normally do? Easily just pull that flip phone, or not the flip phone, oh boy, I just dated myself. Uh, you pull your phone out. Most phones say your smartphone. And, and at the very least, even those old flip phones, they had, um, uh, what's that game? Snake or, or something, right? You could do something with your phone. <clears throat> when's, the, when's the last time you just stopped and, and maybe tried to strike up a conversation with the person next to you? And, and yet as well, sometimes... Uh, Social media, while good, can also sometimes leave us with feeling negative in our mood when you, when you focus and perhaps maybe the people or the ideas that you follow are supremely negative. That as well has uh, an effect on your mind. 
when we talk about friendship, and I'm not saying social media, you can't make friends. You can make friends. But friendship as well as key, friendship requires that we be able to connect and talk and, and communicate. And what better as well, it's something, when it comes to communicating, just hearing somebody, it's great. And in fact, you know, my wife and I, uh, at one point when we first started, no, second year when we were dating, um, she moved home to begin her job as a teacher at the time, and I, I still had another year of college. And, and when we communicated, it was by phone. We didn't really text because texting hadn't become popular at that point. Um, but, <laughs> you know, and technology was not as strong, and sometimes our, our phones would uh, get dropped, uh, they dropped calls, or there would be this supreme amount of silence. And, you know, when that happens and, and the person is talking, you don't want to act like an idiot and, and act like, oh, can you repeat that? You know, you think, oh, uh, and you act like you know what they're talking about, whereas maybe they delivered something that was super important or, uh, you know, something key to the conversation. And, and when you find out later, you have no idea what they're talking about or they instantly get mad at you, right? It's communication. When it comes to developing friendships, Friendships require, again, that you sometimes maybe it take, take a risk because you're putting yourself out there and wanting to find friends. And uh, maybe you're feeling fear of rejection, what may be, what, what, not, what not. But it's important that uh, every friendship requires common ground as well. So how can we connect with one another? And one of the first things that we can do is that of just explore your neighborhood, wherever you live. When's the last time you walked or rode your bike around the neighborhood? Not drive, because, you know, driving, yeah, you can look around, but there's something about walking, running, or even riding your bike around your neighborhood. Things that you pick up that you don't get when you're driving, because especially if you're driving, your eyes should be on the road ahead of you, right? But when you're walking, you're able to look around, and you see things that stand out. You see maybe greatly manicured lawns or, or maybe there's a house that maybe needs some tender love, right? And uh, it's easier as well to be able to make friends because, yeah, you could wave from your car, but to be able to meet your neighbors requires that you actually, actually have to talk to them. And, and what better way of just getting to know your neighborhood just by exploring it and walking it around? And when you meet somebody as well, when, when you're developing friendships and connections to love your neighbor, that the, one of the easiest things you can do as well is find common ground, find similar interests, okay? So we live in, in uh, Los Angeles County. Uh, you know, I, I'm a Dodger fan. I, I, love, the, I love the Lakers. Um, I love the Kings. And, and so there are many Dodgers fans, especially in Downey Church. So... <laughs> If you're an Angels fan, uh, we still love you. Uh, no, it's, it's Southern California. There are so many teams to root for. You have football, you have baseball. And yet, as well, maybe, uh, maybe there's a favorite local restaurant that you love to go to. Find common interests. Uh, maybe, maybe you both have kids, and, and that's easily something that you're able to relate to and talk about and share stories of, of raising them, right? So when you're connecting with others, find common interests. And above all as well, having the ability to listen 
is key. We've been talking about this for several weeks and several sermons, but listening is key. And you know, as, as people, we grow. You're not going to be the same person that you were, uh, shoot, even like beginning of this year, I'm a different person just the last seven months of experiencing what we have gone through together, right? And so at a year, 5, 10, 15, 20, when you first met your spouse, were you the same person then as you are now? I doubt it because as you've gotten older, as you've grown, uh, maybe, desire, uh, maybe interests have changed and you, as a, you have influenced each other to where you're, you're, you grow and, and you adapt. You know, my, my wife and I, uh, we've been together uh, 18 years. We started dating 18 years ago. And, and she certainly, while she maintains a lot of the same characteristics and values and whatnot, but she is, she is a person as well, in some respects, has changed. And it's interesting that as, as we get older and as we, we, uh, observe, I observe her, um, there's things that I didn't realize, or it's even 18 years later that I am realizing and discovering about her. And that's good. So know that in relationships, Relationships adapt, you grow. <clears throat> Rachel Naomi uh, Remen, she writes, The most basic and powerful way to connect to another person is to listen. Just listen. Perhaps the most important thing we have, important thing we have ever given each other is our attention. A loving silence often has far more powerful power to heal and to connect than the most well-intentioned words. And especially in this time where it's, it's hard, or maybe perhaps you've also recently lost a loved one. Sometimes there's nothing that can be said. But yet even a, a, a message, a card, a text, a, or even just sitting with somebody knowing that they are not alone, speaks volumes. As neighbors to come together to lift one another up is important. We were created to be designed for community. We were designed to be alone. And to have neighbors, friends, loved ones to come and, and to live life together in the good times, to celebrate the joys and the blessings and also be there together for the hardships are also key. And as well, one of the things that we can also do uh, is to validate a, a person by simply listening to them, to be deeply interested in what they're saying, taking an interest and in asking questions about what, why that's so interesting to them, their job, uh, their hobby, whatever it may be. And yet we also, as perhaps even neighbors, what talents and resources do you have that you're, you're able to share to build up your community? Maybe, maybe you're a plumber. Maybe uh, you're a lawyer. You can help give legal advice. Uh, uh, we all have talents and, and hobbies. Uh, maybe some of us have the gift of music. Uh, some have the, the uh, ability, I know, uh, like Philip is a great cook. And, and so all of these talents, when combined, to be able to help not only in your church, but also especially in your local neighborhood, can help us to become better ministers and disciples for 
God. And then finally as well, perhaps even not just in church, but even as community, as we develop these friendships and relationships, what can we do to help, uh, uh, what, what kind of project, develop a project that we can and work together on is key and important, developing that cohesiveness as a community. And it could be a, a local neighbor who, maybe a, an older couple who, who can't necessarily, uh, maybe need something fixed on the house. Maybe you could go with a couple of people and help fix and, and help maintain, or maybe even mow a lawn. And not just even in, in a local setting, but we think about the fact that this past week, uh, a huge bomb went off in Beirut, where hundreds of people have died. And many, hundreds of thousands are, are uh, wounded and homeless. It, it's, it's a huge disaster. How can you, perhaps, whether through sending funding or, or donations of some sort, how can you help? The longer time goes on, I've realized that we're becoming more global. And so our neighbor, while it's easy to say it's our neighbor above, below, to the side, really we are a global neighborhood because we can easily connect with people all over the world, especially through a tablet, a phone, a computer. So relationships. Relationships are key, and key in that of connecting with one another. Just as a Samaritan, he took a risk, and yet he cared for and he loved this man. If he didn't love him, he could have easily just left him off to the side. But he showed grace and love to this man. Brené Brown writes, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued. When they give and receive without judgment and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Connection. What kind of connections do you have in your life? And, and how better to be able to today find a way to connect with somebody new? Everywhere you go, try to strike up a conversation. Or, or even online as well. Develop connections. We're not able to share the gospel if we cannot connect with one another. And especially when it comes to loving our neighbor, take a risk. Strike your fears down. Pray for courage and develop connections with your neighbor. Whether it's literally to the left or the right or in front of you in your local neighborhood or at the post office or at bonds or the gas station or clearly halfway around the world. May the Lord bless, lead, and guide you as you connect with others. Father in heaven, as we have gone over the fact that it's important that we connect with one another, to be able to listen, to get to find common ground and to spend time together, Lord, we'll find that our, our common interests and even uh, lack of common interests can also be good because we can help build up relationships. Help us, Lord, in all that we do. Help us to be faithful to you. And Lord, especially during this time, Lord, of uh, it's a difficult time, not only locally, but as well around the world, there is much hardship. We pray for the people of, of Beirut, Lord, that they will be able to get back on their feet, Lord, and come through this together. And Lord, as well, help them to get the aid and the need 
that they need, Lord. And as well to bring accountability where need, accountability needs to be done. God, you are our rock and our strength, Lord. Father, forgive us, for we are sinners. But yet as well, we are so thankful because you are our advocate. Thank you for the many blessings that are in our life, even the things that we don't always see. Lord, there are many things on our hearts as well. We give those to you. And as we, as we go forth, Lord, be with us through this next week where we meet again and we're going to talk about compassion. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, everybody. May the Lord bless, lead, and guide you. And we'll see you next week. Take care. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.